and welcome to episode 30 of the SAP on Microsoft Azure podcast. Today is February 26th and together with Gora and Robert, we're here to talk about anything related to SAP and Microsoft. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Today we have Bartosz joining us again. He has written yet another blog in his Your SAP on Azure series, and this time he's talking about automated invoice processing. Before we switch over to him, let's take a quick look at what happened this week. And I actually want to start um, with a new customer story. Um, so we uh, talked about um, Microsoft running SAP and, and there in, in the, the podcast with Hans Reuter, we also talked about the collaboration that we have with SAP IT. And now there is um, a customer story about SAP IT, how they moved their landscape um, to, to Azure. There are some, some statements from Jörg Bruch, who's um, Global Vice President of IT Operations as SAP. And in, in this blog, he, he provides a really nice um, overview of why SAP IT decided um, to select um, Azure as their um, cloud of choice, so to say, to, to really move their um, SAP um, environments, their, their business critical SAP environments um, to Azure. So I think this um, customer story really provides a nice overview of, yeah, um, another fantastic customer that is running um, SAP on Azure. So I think it's definitely um, worth taking a look at this. Then um, one thing that is um, coming up very soon, so basically next week, is Microsoft Ignite. Um, so similarly like the, the last Ignites, um, this is a free online event um, with um, lots of content um, where, where Microsoft shares obviously a lot of um, information about new products and stuff like that. And um, if you go here to the session catalog, um, then Goran had just pointed out before the recording um, that there are quite a few sessions on, on SAP again. And uh, one session that is certainly interesting is, is the one from um, Kona, Coca-Cola North America, or North American Coca-Cola bottling, um, which I think they um, yeah, have some, some interesting story to tell. Um, we talked yeah. about um, Ralf Klar when he was on the show and he was talking about Azure NetApp files. He was talking about how he helped um, um, the customer to optimize their SAP on Azure workload using NetApp. Um, we <sighs> talked about the power platform and the scenario that Coca-Cola is using there in the yeah. combination with SAP. So I think that's definitely an interesting session. Yeah, customer stories are always the best, the real customer. It's not a theory, it's really what happened. So <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to look to looking for this one. Absolutely. And I think there, there are even a few more. Um, I mean, there, there are some pa partner related um, sessions, but I think here how ServiceNow migrated SAP to the cloud. So I think that there are definitely a few customers um, customer stories there there that talk about um, how to run SAP. Yeah, and this is a techie session, so it will be of general uh, for all techie guys and a lot of those also infrastructure, another past topic which are indirectly related to SAP to on migration to Azure or runtime. So definitely warmly uh, recommended to get the newest updates there. 
absolutely. And it's free, it's online, so you can definitely easily join there. Then there's another block um, on how to manage um, SAP IQ licenses in HA right. scenarios. Yeah, so that's uh, Jitendra Singh. He wrote a previous blog. There is a, a link, and it's very interesting actually how to use um, uh, the ANF uh, as a shared mm -hmm. storage with on Linux with Pacemaker cluster. Uh, really very, very nice. Now he just extended actually to the li licensee topic. So it's basically a kind of follow up. So again, warmly welcome for people to check it. Uh, and definitely for those uh, sub IQ customer who would love to implement such a scenario. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, two more blocks. The first one is by just Kirat Singh. I hope I didn't mess up his, his, his first name. Um, so I guess most of you are aware that on Azure we have a native um, backup solution, Azure Backup, and especially also for HANA. So. You can use Azure Backup for HANA um, to backup your HANA instances on Azure. And uh, just Kirat talks about in, in very detail on what are the prerequisites um, or in general, what is backup, then what are the, the, the cost and the support. And then he talks about the prerequisites. What do we need to um, get started with this environment? And then he really guides you through um, the required setup that you need to do in order to um, set up um, the the backup functionality in a in a um, trusted way. So I think this is definitely something really interested in if you want to take a closer look at um, how Azure Backup um, can be used in the context of um, SAP HANA here. Um, another thing is a new blog from Martin Repple. Um, so he had part one and two already published. Now we are in part three with the principal propagation. And now it's really, and that's really the beautiful thing. It's it's really a full end-to-end -end story. So now we are starting um, at the Teams client. We are making the whole token exchange dance um, with Azure Active Directory. We get the required tokens for the SAP Cloud Platform. So then we can connect to the SAP Cloud Platform, which has an um, using the CPI, yeah, the pros or. Actually, I don't remember if this is now the correct terminology since SAP changed their, their name from cloud platform to business technology platform. And I think this is now just called SAP integration services or something like that. But the thing is, um, so now we, we have an um, OData service or he's using a CDS view. Um, yeah, here down here as an OData service exposed via the integration runtime which then with all the authentication can be accessed directly from Teams. So I think um, this is definitely worth a worth a look. So I, I have actually spent some time to um, really work through part one and two of his uh, his blogs. And again, it, it's very, very detailed. Um, so Martin does a fantastic job to really show you step by step how to set up everything. So if you can spare, an hour or something like that, or maybe a little longer, then it's it's definitely worth um, checking out his blog and and um, and giving it, it a try. Good. Then um, one last thing um, we talked about Depper um, Depper 1.0 that was recently um, released. 
um, it's all about this distributed um, development. And again, now version 1.0 is, is released. And there's a very detailed um, ebook now available. It's, it's free of charge, so you can just um, download the, the PDF version and it yeah, talks in much more detail than what we covered um, in, in last week's um, podcast, how to get started, how to set up a first hello world example, basically, and then um, what's it good for? So um, why is it there? Why do you need it? Um, what are the benefits? of um, using the, the, the Depper framework there. So if you are interested in this, um, I can definitely um, recommend to check this out. It's very detailed, has some, some good examples there. Uh, so I think it's... And yeah. I think Mark Rusinovich was actually also uh, mentioning in the previous step, you have this free book. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was, so, he was mentioning. Uh, so basically for the guy who he is the legend in the Microsoft, the, the chief of the chief, Chief, chiefest architect on the, for the Azure, you know, also the dev guy, you know. So if he mentions something, typically it's valuable to check it. Yeah, and here Scott Hanselman has this um, podcast right. where he yes. interviewed yeah. Mark um, on this, and I mean, right. obviously Mark coming from SUS Internals, then yes. coming over to to Microsoft, working on Windows, and now yes. CTO of Azure, and I think this whole um, Depper is very close to his heart. I, I think this is also one of I don't know if it was one of his ideas, but but I, I think he's definitely championing this this whole um, um, framework. So again, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth um, checking this out. There's yet one other really interesting block, and um, with this, uh, we, we, we are almost ready to switch over to Bartosz. And I just want to highlight again because um, Bartosz has created a lot of fantastic content. So this is part 26 and it's always worth to go back and, and uh, take a look at his, his previous blogs. But um, this time, and I'll, I'll not go into too much detail, this this can be done by Bartosz, but um, it's about yeah automatic invoicing processing using logic apps and the cognitive services. I um, think this is a really, really relevant scenario. I think a lot of customers have um, or are dealing with these scenarios right now. And Bartosz basically has the solution to automate all of this in, a, in an easy way. And I'm really happy that he agreed to join the podcast again. And um, yeah, that he's willing to talk a little um, in more details about his blog and um, show us how it's how it's done. So with this Bartosz, maybe over to you. Maybe again, a quick introduction. Um, Hi, everyone. Thank you, Holder, for invitation. Uh, I'm Bartosz Jarkowski. If you don't know me, I'm cloud solution architect working in SAP space for micro currently working for Microsoft. Uh, I really think Azure is the best platform for hosting SAP systems. And well, if you follow my blogs from the beginning, you, you probably noticed that Initially, I focused heavily on infrastructure topics. So how to build HA, how to provision your first SAP system, how to use ARM templates. But now I'm shifting more in the, in the surrounding story because what I think is great about Azure is that it's not only about infrastructure. Azure allows you actually to, to change your business processes to, to make it work faster, more reliable uh, and easier. And this is what Azure actually gives you. And uh, with all my blogs about data, and there will be much more to come, 
or this invoice uh, processing. Uh, I want to show you how you can fully use Azure because it's not only about VMs. Mm -hmm. It's not only about VMs, about storage. Uh, it's how you can how can you connect all the dots together and really take the most of what Azure offers you. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I'm trying to to focus on these business scenarios. I, I really find find them interesting, and this uh, invoice automation, I think, is one of of the closest to businesses because this is actually a business process that I touch that you can automate uh, with Azure. Of course, there are third party uh, solutions that you could buy, and uh, I believe OpenText has uh, a similar service that so you can buy a. a Box product implement mm. and and ready and it's ready for you to use. But uh, the, the problem with this is that there is a usually quite big price tag uh, price tag attached to it, and it doesn't necessarily fit to your needs. With Azure, with the services that we offer you, you can build a solution that really is custom made for you. It's tailored for you. And I think this is important because you, you may not need a lot of features that comes with, with a box product that you have to pay for. With Azure, you just take the, the bits that you are interested in and use them to, to bring the business value because this is the, the final goal. You, mm -hmm. you need to bring the, the value to your business. So uh, I think it would be good to, to, to show how it works. Uh, so I've prepared a, a small invoice. So regular invoice. Uh, oh, I don't share my screen. You don't share. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, hopefully when, you, when you're too, too excited, excited, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think Perfect. it's coming. Now we can see your screen. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So. This is basically a, a very simple invoice with a number, with a date, uh, with the seller information, uh, who's the buyer, with some, some products here. Very often, you would receive them in electronic format, for example, through EDI channel, so you can directly connect this to, to your SAP system. But, well, that's not only the case. And uh, despite that we are living in 21st century, there is still a lot of uh, of these paper invoices yeah. or even invoices sent as PDF, like, like this one, uh, where you still have to get all the information and retype it to, to, to your ERP solution. Uh, I, I think this is, this is a challenge that can be solved. And Azure gives you this, this opportunity. So, how I will structure the demo. I firstly will show you how to actually pro, uh, send this invoice, and then we'll go step by step how the workflow works. Mm -hmm. So to, to make it working, I, I thought that the easiest way is to just set up a, a small mailbox where to, to which we can send the to which we can send the invoice because uh, uh, you, you can send even from your scanner. Most of the scanners already have functionality just to send email to, to a specified recipient. So here is my, uh, <laughs> my mailbox. I can add the title, invoice. Uh, yeah, and now I need to attach the document. 
and let's send it. So as soon as the message will be received, Logic App will pick up this message and start processing. And this is what we can now check in, in Logic Apps. So as you see, the processing is running. Let's wait a second until it's done. It's succeeded. Let's let's go through each step now, maybe to make it slightly bigger. Okay. So when a new email is received, the workflow processing starts. So, so this is the, the trigger for the workflow. And for every message that's that sent uh, for every document. Uh, that's sent with this message will execute all the following actions. So firstly, we'll create, uh, we'll save this document in the blob storage just for the reference because I think it's always good to, to have a reference of the document. Then mm -hmm. we will send the HTTP request to Azure Cognitive Services uh, which will do the form, which will identify all the fields and identify all the values from the documents. Mm -hmm. So cognitive services, this is like an easy way for you to use machine learning and AI technologies with, uh, within Azure. Uh, while for me, whenever I think about machine learning, about uh, artificial intelligence, I, I think about these difficult algorithms and Python and scripting and writing code. Uh, I'm not a developer. I, I don't know how to how to write code. Uh, for me, this is a, a door to actually use it uh, for for my needs. And as part of cognitive services, there is a service called Form Re Recognizer. Mm -hmm. And the form recognizer currently supports, uh, by default, supports a couple of documents like uh, like invoice. I can't remember exactly what's uh, what else. Uh, there is, I think, PO as well. Uh, there is a couple of documents uh, that are already pre-trained. Of course, on top of it, or in addition to it, you can train your own documents. And uh, if you would like to automate, I don't know, a timesheet, uh, that's also possible. Uh, in this case, I'm using one of the pre-trained uh, algorithms just to show the idea behind this, and I think it's easier. So, Bytosh, maybe one question. So, there are two points. One is you send the PDF document as a, yes. as a format. So, for example, one question would be, can you do this as a Word document? Can you do it as a picture? Would that be if you... Uh, although... I, I don't think Word document would be uh, supported because uh, how Form Recognizer works, it actually OCR the, the image. But, for example, you ah, can okay. use this with Yotpack messages. Right, because it's OCR, right? And then comes the second part, which is training the the the... Um, machine learning to to support basically your for, form type of the of the document itself how it looks like right so that it's mapping to the correct values yes and, and this is the great thing great question because you don't have to do it for invoices of course you can improve the uh, improve the service but uh, cognitive services already comes with these pre-trained algorithms 
So you can just start using it. There is no, there is nothing you can do. Uh, of course, if you'd like to, you can improve it. In this way, you have to deploy a small container where where you will uh, send the, the invoices, for example, that are not recognized, and in you you have to highlight the places, like for example, oh, so in this field uh, there is a date. But I think as uh, you as you mentioned, this is not something that you need to develop where no. you need to create some Juniper mm. notebooks or whatever and then write some Python code. But this is really something um, where you just upload your um, your invoices or your other documents and then you just mark the fields where look, this is the, the final sum. Yeah, or so just to show you how it works. Uh, sorry, I, I should have opened it before. Uh, oh yeah, layout extraction. Uh, yeah, so so how it works? Uh, let me open it. Okay. So you can identify the fields and mark the fields that this is the quantity information, or here is the address. And uh, by mark by giving the uh, location of the fields, you can train the, the algorithm to, to to use this. So usually you have the date uh, at the top top of the document, and usually is uh, marked with the word date. Uh, or as in case of my document, you have the bill to information, and this is already uh, showing you who's who's the payer of the. Of the invoice, so you already uh, can use these uh, markings to, to to identify the correct fields. But in the end, when when you want to train algorithm, uh, train the the invoice, uh, where is it? Tutorials. There is really good screen. Maybe actually in in my blog. <laughs> uh, okay. hmm, this is not an SAP.com. Yeah, that's true. Someone stole your blog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, this is uh, the, the best uh, image to show how it works. So for every uh, part of the in, of the document, you have a bounding boxes. So for example, here the company name. And when you tr train the algorithm, you can provide these bounding boys, uh, boxes for specific information. So you say, you tell to the algorithm that in this place, there is company name, or it can be in the middle, or can be anywhere. Or uh, here you have the ship to information, and based on this algorithm, learns the location of of each information, and you can use it to train. But as I said, for invoices, you don't really need to do it; it's already done for you. So this is the beauty: you you just start using it and. 
I believe that the invoices and the currently supported documents is just the first step. I believe there will be more documents uh, supported with already pre-trained yeah. algorithms. Let's go to the workflow. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are sending the, the documents to the cognitive services, uh, referencing the, the blob store. So you can do it actually in two ways. Firstly, you can reference an online resource or you can send this uh, as part of the request. I thought attaching this to, to an online resource is, is a better solution. Uh, however, depending on the use case, you, you have a couple of uh, possi possibilities. Mm -hmm. And then I have a condition. So I want to check if the document is even accepted because there might be like a situation where you send an unsupported format of the document. In this case, you don't want to follow with the document processing. You, you would like just to, to, for example, send an email uh, with information, hey, this document, pro this document uh, has failed. Uh, you need to do yeah. something about this. So yeah, so I'm checking uh, the return code. So 202 means that the, that the document is accepted and the processing continues. So if it's true, then I'm giving a couple of seconds, 10 seconds for the cognitive services to actually recognize all the details. Uh, Again, there is a couple of ways to do it. Uh, I thought delay will be the simplest one, uh, but you could, for example, check every second if this yeah. document is already processed, then continue processing. Uh, I thought just waiting uh, is a better solution just to show it how, how, how it works from the high level. And then we are reading the results. So the results are basically a JSON document with the document status, processing uh, time, and what you get, there are two parts, the page results, which gives you all the bounding boxes uh, discovered on, on, this, uh, on this document. So, so sim similarly to what we saw in here. So mm -hmm. we have all bounding boxes marked. But what's more interesting is the second part of the document where we have the document results. And this applies the business logic to the document. So again, you can uh, see the bounding boxes, but you also see how the form recognizer identified each field. So in this case, we have amount due, that the type is the number and we all we have the text which was read from the from the invoice. So this would be, for example, a string because we have the pound sign here, and we also have the value because this is a number. So so we have a uh, we have a value here, and this applies to every bounding box that the uh, form recognizer uh, found in the document. So here we have the billing address. Again, we can see the location of. Uh, of this yeah. string and we got all the information. And I think there's also a confidence score. Yeah, there, there you uh, are, yes. for example. Yes, good spot, because sometimes uh, a field uh, may not be well known uh, for the form recognizer. So in this case, we have the confidence level 
in most cases, uh, I got uh, 0.99, so 99% confidence, which is quite high. Uh, and we can use this value also in our algorithm. If the value is, for example, below 80%, uh, we may decide not to import this to SAP, or maybe we should then highlight, check this value. Mm -hmm. Or you could maybe create a separate process to double check it and to approve it. Yes, yes, that, that's right. uh, yeah, yeah that, that's very valid point. So in this case, I don't, I'm not using an approval uh, mm -hmm. process, but okay. of course this is as well possible with, with logic apps. So you could just send an email uh, saying, hey, we process this invoice, do you approve it? Mm -hmm. You could do it. Uh, what's worth mentioning is that we are using a park documents in SAP system because not every information can be read from the invoice. So uh, to, to actually post an invoice, you would require a GL account or cost center. This is quite difficult to, to get from the invoice. There is a couple way you could achieve this. So, so the first way, you could, for example, add this information to the invoice. Mm -hmm. And then OCR could recognize it. But I thought, do you really want to, to write something on top of, of invoice? This is again, manual process. Uh, I didn't like that. So the, the second thing I thought is to create this as a two-step process. In the, in the first step, you try to extract all the information that you can from, from your SAP system. And then you build a, a very small web application where you just have to provide the missing information, like, like the cost center, like the GL code, like the approval functionality. And then this invoice is completely imported to your SAP system. And this way you can, you, you can work with SAP without even seeing an SAP screen. Mm -hmm. this, this is great. And I think this is what we very often do at Microsoft, that we hide SAP as much as we can. And we try to uh, use interfaces to, to integrate uh, user input, input with SAP. So, so this is a scenario that some customers may choose. Mm -hmm. uh, next step is just to parse the, the JSON and actually to extract this uh, uh, docu document results bit from, from the invoice. So we are now focusing on, uh, on the interesting part. And with, a, with an, a single document or, or with an, a single PDF file, we can have multiple documents. So if we send a several pages, of course, form recognizer will discover it as well. So we have to implement another for each loop. And uh, in this case, again, I'm parsing the document just to make it slightly easier to work uh, later on when we send the message to SAP system. Uh, so I'm creating a small JSON uh, file with, with all the key information, like the amount due, like the billing address, due dates, uh, invoice date. So this is just for me to, to make it slightly easier uh, to, to reference it uh, in the SAP connector. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and now we have the, the interesting part because this uh, touches how you can use Logica for uh, interacting with your SAP system. So initially I wanted uh, to use the, uh, the business API uh, available with S4HANA. Uh, so there is a very rich APIs. Uh, I think they come 
from starting from S4 HANA 1909, but or maybe 1809, I can't remember now. But they are really good O data services that you can build to to automate things with your SAP system. I use them quite a lot, and that was my first thought about using this. Uh, but the challenge I had is that these all data services, they don't support document parking. And well, in some cases, it's still good to use old, well-known uh, <laughs> BAPI. <laughs> and uh, well, in the first step, we have to know the supplier number. So, so we know the, the supplier name, we know the, uh, the address. Mm -hmm. We know the supplier name, uh, we know the address, so we need to get the, the BP number. So there is uh, there is a, a function module available for it. Uh, so by providing the, the, the company name, uh, we can receive the, the partner information. Nice. So, so we already uh, used SAP here to get the missing information from uh, SAP system. Oh. And now to post the document, we are creating a stateful st session uh, because we have to commit the transaction. So we first mm -hmm. have to create the, the session. We are posting the invoice. And here you see that uh, it's still in the XML format. <laughs> uh, so business activity, uh, who's the user who's posting the document, posting date. Uh, and all the information that might uh, that are available, like partner information. So this information comes from the previous step. I will show this uh, in a second in in the definition because I I think it's it's worth seeing there. Uh, company code, and as the output we get type message type S, so success, and information that the document was successfully parked. So now we can take the number and open the SAP system. Okay, I have my transaction ready. So let's just pass the document number display. Yes, th this is this is it. And there's uh, the amount 8,000 pounds. Yes, we saw. Yeah, let's just oh, this is very nice. So so the camp uh, part uh, do we have? Yeah, description would you uh, amount currency? So so everything uh, is imported. And let's just for a second go to the definition uh, because I want to show how to use uh, this oh, where is it? Uh, call BAPI action. So basically we are using an XML document mm -hmm. and we just reference the variables coming from from the previous steps, so so it's very easy. Uh, it may take a moment uh, to to generate this document, and there is another action available in Logic Apps Generate Schemas that you can use to to generate like high level structure, and then you can just field field the, the missing bits with your data. So this is what I did. Uh, well, overall, I think XML is well known document type. <laughs> right. So I think yeah. one thing that I am sometimes struggling is exactly like what you just said. So creating this XML structure. And I think it's important to highlight that there is a dedicated SAP connector functionality as part of Logic Apps that helps me to generate the schema. So I would create another Logic App. I would um, do a test run or whatever. So this will not be used in production or not be used during the actual runtime. 
but it is just there to create the schema. I would call the BAPI that I'm looking for, then I get the schema and then I would just copy and paste the results in the actual runtime um, um, logic app flow. And then exactly like what you just shown, um, modify it in a way, make it a more um, uh, uh, generic with or, or more specific actually with the variables that you would post in, in, in stuff like that. Yes, exactly. So, so there is this, as you said, there is this action generate schema. So you provide the uh, yeah. function module you are interested in as as the outcome you received two documents or multiple documents uh, that cover the schema, which can then save on the blob store. Perfect. Uh, and these okay. are just XSD schema files. I'm using Visual Studio to to generate the sample document, but well, there is plenty of tools available online. Right. And then you would basically initiate that schema with parts of the scan document and also parts of the missing information like partner ID, which you are getting through another BAPIs, right? Just yes. and then you are merging those two stuff and pushing into really nice. Um, so nice. Yeah. No, no coding. No, no coding no at all. Coding. No coding yeah. at all. This is really great because yeah, you can build this very, very soon. So very, very quickly. For me, it took I think two days to build this and to end. And but now we have your blog, so now it takes yes. like thirty minutes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is really powerful, and I think yeah. the the most important thing is this is something that I guess every customer um, is is looking for. And right now, this might be really. Ideally, this is already a fully automated process so that um, the, the sending system already calls an API directly on the SAP system. But I know that there are still a lot of companies that receive an email um, with the PDF document. And then it's as you as you started, it's opening the PDF document, looking manually through the process, copy and pasting um, information into the SAP GUI or, or maybe in, the, in a Fiori screen. And now with your process there, it's automated. And of course it can be improved. I mean, um, as you said, maybe some invoices are not yet recognized, but we have this confidence score. So potentially you could have a, a check if this confidence score is not high enough, then let's park it and have a manual approval step or something like that. Exactly. And uh, there is a report that I quoted on, on my blog uh, from based on Mark Kinsley. McKinsey, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it says over 40% of workers spend at least a quarter of the time on repetitive tasks. Yeah. This, this is a huge amount. Yeah. And uh, automation really gives you opportunity to, uh, to free this time and yeah. use this time to actually build your... Uh, Build your company, your uh, focus on, on being ahead of your comp competitors. Yeah, but not only that, but also to make it more precise with the information, because if you manually are entering something, you tend to do a mistakes. You know, oh, you yes. are, so here you have an automated procedure and there is a higher probability that, okay, it will be correctly recognized and it will then be correctly then um, uh, will be will be exact and not wrong, right? And, and exactly what you said, it's mentioned here. 
uh, that this is one of the most desired improvements. Right. Eliminate human error and manual data entry by automating, collecting, uploading and syncing data. And, and this is easy thing to do. Now we Azure. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't have to be, that's also important, it doesn't have to be fully automated. I mean, it can also be a process that exactly like what you have, that the document is scanned, that you have the OCR, that you prepare, and just before you send it to the SAP system, you have one manual step, um, one manual approval step. And for me, as an, if, if I'm not too sure if this will really work for me or whatever, then this could be really one step where um, the uh, manager or, or um, this uh, this person who has done this in the past just gets an email where, look, this is what we want to enter in the SAP system. This is the PDF document. Is this okay? And then it's only one click, approve or reject. And then only is the data actually um, submitted to the SAP system. So I fully agree with that. I would even make a one step further. I would automate these approvals as well, because now we can use machine learning and AI to, to make these automating approvals based on previous records. So mm -hmm. let's say we, we would run this manual step for a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. but then let, let's build AI around this and automate this fully. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, and <clears throat> I love those end-to-end -end example because when you go into those um, details of how things were implemented, you will get the idea how you can use these building blocks for another processes, right? Or reusing those building blocks. So now you, you, you have understanding how they work, how you get the schema, for example. Sounds like a stupid what Holger said, but actually uh, you need to figure it out how it works. So now if you show it, it's really very helpful to implement a kind of another end-to-end uh, -end processes using the same um, building blocks. Cool. Yes, of course. I mean, this is now for invoice, but I guess doing the same thing for a purchase order would only require a few changes and then you're good to go. Uh, exactly. Yes, the, this is uh, the, this is just processing the invoice yeah. in, in this example, but, but we are not only limited to the invoice because the, uh, the cognitive services allows you to OCR every type of the document and uh, you may just need to, to put a bit more work into, into training. But once you've done it, you know how to do it uh, and you can basically eliminate all of the paper documents in your organization. Really yeah. nice. Really nice. nice. It's really a beautiful scenario, Bartosz. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And I mean, you said in the beginning, um, so you started with infrastructure and you're, you're going more and more up the, the ladder um, with the surround. And today we saw um, Logic Apps. You, I think you already indicated that you're working on some um, analytics scenarios as well. So I'm sure we will see you again on the podcast and I, I'm sure you will have some, some um, fantastic um, other scenarios as part of your um, your SAP on Azure series. And I I hope that we can count on you again sometime in the future to to present. Thank some you very much, Holger, for invitation. Yes, of course, you can count on me every time. I'm more than happy to join you. Perfect. Thank you. Good. Um, with this, I think um, we're done. Um, thanks you very much again, Bartos, for, for your time, for your demo. Um, we'll obviously link the, the, the blog in, in the podcast. Um, I can highly recommend anyone to give it a try, um, test it by yourselves, and 
yeah, I'm looking forward to your next fantastic blog, Bartosz. Me as well. Thank you. Cool. Well, then thank you, everyone, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.